0: Hi, everyone. My name is Mayor Verk, and welcome to Life on the Farm. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week at Life on the Farm. Today's episode is an exciting one because I am having my first guest on the podcast. She happens to be one of my best friends from pharmacy school, and I thought I would bring her on today to talk about our experiences as pharmacy students getting both the Pfizer and the Moderna COVID vaccines. So my guest today is Melanie Paragas. She is a third year pharmacy student at the University of California, San Francisco. She attended Creighton University in Omaha, Nebraska, where she earned her bachelor's in chemistry. Melanie's current pharmacy interest is in ambulatory care with an emphasis in diabetes, heart failure, and anticoagulation. Melanie's hobbies include cycle bar and or soul cycle and or peloton, depending on the geographic region she's in watching movies that are guaranteed to make her cry, and reading recipes in celebrity cookbooks that she'll never use. So please help me in welcoming Melanie Paragas. So I think the first place I want to start, Melanie, you and I is just talking about the vaccine rollout and distribution. I know for me, I was in the ICU kind of before that twindemic period, just for like one of my rotations. And it started to pop up on the screen to make sure we continue to wear masks and keep our distance and to wash our hands frequently, just because as we moved into October, November, December, there were big concerns about not only the flu season coming up, but coupling that with the COVID season. And so trying to mitigate all of those potential rises. And as we saw from the last couple of months, that still was the case. And so I know for me personally, we were now at what month eight or nine of our pandemic of being in quarantine. I was really excited to see some news about the Pfizer vaccine be approved for emergency youth authorization.
1: Yeah, I was pretty much feeling the same way. I think in addition to what you were saying with the flu and COVID coming up at the same time. So just kind of getting riskier to go outside to go do anything with the numbers rising so high, um, which was really worrisome, and also just causing general anxiety for me and I'm sure a bunch of other people going out, um, just trying to get daily errands done or anything like that. In addition to what you were saying about you know, flu season was starting and, you know, COVID was already picking up, hitting our second wave. Numbers were getting worse. I think the vaccine was also needed just for, you know, the sanity of a lot of people across the country. I was uh, personally scared that the numbers were going to keep rising. Um, and he- following the vaccine and hearing it about its approval before uh, the holidays was actually really promising and really hopeful, even though I knew it would still Take some time for everyone to get vaccinated and for that herd immunity to kick in. And, you know, it still isn't back to normal and it still probably won't be for a while. But at least knowing that we kind of got the ball rolling there uh, to get that started towards, you know, the beginning to the end uh, was really promising and just really helpful.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with what you said. So I know that when the second week of December rolled around and Pfizer was approved for emergency use, UCSF and UC Davis, and I mentioned UC Davis just because Melanie and I are both in Sacramento for our appies. And so that's the closest academic medical center to us. They were really on top of getting that whole thing rolled out and getting people to sign up for vaccine clinics so we could get that tier one group vaccinated as quickly as possible. And then Melanie, did you want to talk a little bit about kind of what that whole situation looked like?
1: Yeah. So like we mentioned, we're kind of both affiliated with UCSF since we're registered as students there and then UC Davis since we're rotating there. So we were kind of getting communication from both ends as far as their plans for vaccine rollout and looking for volunteers from pharmacy and other departments to kind of help out with uh, making sure that those clinics were run smoothly. As far as rollout, so each institution uh, kind of split up their workers by tiers, uh, prioritizing those in more high-risk departments like the ICUs, the emergency department, and like the COVID floors were considered to be those in tier 1A. And then us as learners and healthcare workers that kind of had lower exposure risk that could kind of work remotely or worked in clinics where they didn't really see patients as much, uh, we were all in tier 1B. Yeah, and being in Tier One B, I honestly didn't expect to be vaccinated until maybe the beginning of January. I think it was dependent on how many doses of the Pfizer
0: vaccine would be sent out and how often. You know, it's always limited by protection and everything like that. So yeah, I was in the same boat. I also didn't think we'd get vaccinated till January, just because I know in that week of December we were both off rotations, we had an off block, and so I know I didn't think that we would get it for any reason at that point, but. Coming out of that winter break, I knew I would perhaps have direct patient care. Now that I'm in that rotation, I'm realizing that I don't really, (laughs) I sometimes come in contact, but like mostly it's over the phone, Mm -hmm. but it really just depends. You come into contact with patients right now, right? On your current rotation. I do have a few. I'm currently in the community pharmacy.
1: So of course, just seeing patients for short interactions, you know, giving them their medications, counseling, that type of thing. And then in the clinic, there are some exceptions where they kind of need more attention or like help with understanding their medications, um, or they need to review something in person. Person, how their glucometer works. I've seen that before as well, but I've, I've only had a few experiences with
0: that. Gotcha. Yeah, no, definitely. So I think for both of us at that period of time during that week of the 16th, we were just thinking perhaps in January, if that, but again, like Melanie, you mentioned, it really just depended on the number of doses. And so when I think back to it, I think UC Davis was able to vaccinate a couple of thousands of workers and basically complete tier 1A within five days, Mm -hmm. which is so crazy, right? When you think about it, like that's incredible. And I think that's so great that they were able to do it. Mm -hmm. And as they were finishing that group, that's when they started to reach out to us.
1: Yeah. So we actually got an email within the first week, I think, of them starting the COVID clinics. And I actually want to mention or touch on that too, uh, because when they were starting the COVID clinics, they were asking for uh, pharmacy students to kind of help with the operations and how that ran. And I was personally actually pretty eager to kind of get in there and start helping, even though I wasn't first in line to get vaccinated, uh, just because it was such historic point in the pandemic, the kind of turning point. And I think that responsibilities like that and activities like that really kind of showcase the critical role of pharmacy and public health and kind of getting the ball rolling on uh, getting everyone vaccinated and getting everyone back to Uh, This healthy state before the pandemic even started.
0: No, and I think it's great. A lot of institutions prioritize a lot of their janitorial staff, a lot of their environmental health services workers, just because those people are also exposed to COVID on Mm -hmm. a daily basis. And so putting them in that upper tier just makes so much sense. And I'm glad that both institutions we're affiliated with did that. And so I think it was really important in just making sure that everyone who needed it got it as soon as possible. And then when it came to us, I felt I felt like that was the perfect time to do it then. Like I feel like we weren't taking it from anyone. Mm-hmm. Like we were now like welcomed into the situation, which is so great. And so you signed up like pretty early, like right on the dot, right? Like as soon as it came out, you signed up for the next day. And I think I signed up for literally the day after that just because – I don't know, I don't think I was mentally prepared to go back into the world <laughs> one day sooner, so I just pushed it out to Christmas Eve, but you went on and got your first dose on the 23rd of December, right? I did, yes. Um, and so how was that experience? Yeah,
1: I was actually um, at home in San Francisco, um, and we got the notification through UC Davis uh, because at this point, we also didn't know if we were going to be getting it from UC Davis where we're doing rotations or from UCSF where we're enrolling right. students. Mm -hmm. um and I guess it was I was surprised that UC Davis had offered it to us because our program director was kind of saying like you guys are just going to get it from UCSF so we got the okay we got the green light uh to schedule our appointments and I actually I I saw the email in like 10 minutes after it was sent (laughs) and I was like "Okay, okay I'm on this um just like I said before I just generally like had anxiety about being out and the numbers rising. And I was like, you know, like you said, I don't feel like I'm taking this vaccine from anyone else. They've already gone through tier one. Now they're on tier 1B. And, you know, that's where they placed us. And also knowing I was going to continue to participate in these COVID vaccine clinics. um, And then I was going to start rotations in a few weeks. I was like, you know, I'm doing this for myself, but I'm also doing this for, you know, everyone else trying to get a push towards like your immunity. You know? Yeah. And
0: not to mention like with the timing, like we would have it completed the series, at least within the first couple of mm-hmm. weeks of that rotation. So that's also being able to protect others. So yeah, I, I'm yeah, grateful we got placed place where we were. That was that was awesome. Right.
1: So like, as soon as I got that email, I scheduled it and I told my sister, I was like, hey, I'm going to get this COVID vaccine at 5.30 in the morning and drive <laughs> back to San Francisco and take my shift at the UCSF COVID clinic. I'm glad it worked out the way it did.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds really great. I think for me, yeah, I, I went on Christmas Eve. It was pretty quick getting there. Once I got there, I remember calling you and being like, I have no idea where to park. <laughs> because normally where we park for rotations is quite far from where they're giving the vaccines. And I was like, there's got to be a closer parking spot. So I called Melanie and she's like, oh yeah, no, you're going to have to park like somewhere else. And I was like, okay, totally fine. I ended up finding a place to park. And then I walked in, did the normal check-in that we usually do. And then you go to a table, you let them know what your time your appointment's at. And they give you a little QR code so you're able to scan it and get the vaccine information sheet. So the VIS, which we learned about in pharmacy school. And so I thought that was great. You can have it on your phone. You can bookmark the page. It's very fast, very simple. I then walked into the larger rooms. So they have a huge room where they have seats super far from one another and a ton of different stations set up. And I think actually a really important thing to note was that Melanie got the Pfizer vaccine. And I think literally that night of the 23rd is when they got the first shipment of the Moderna ones. And so I got the Moderna one on the following day. And so I just checked in as a student and sat down and then they ask you a list of questions just to make sure there aren't any contraindications. You use one arm and I didn't even tell you this yet, but I kind of wish they would have told you at the first dose that you would want to use your other arm for the second dose because at that time I was on winter break, right? And so I would have much rather have had it in my right arm <laughs> at that time, except I didn't know at the time. So I got in my left and then just the other day I got it in my right. So just something to keep in mind if you haven't gotten it already. And then they have you sit in the hallway for about 15 minutes. Yeah, a really great experience overall. I personally didn't feel anything when I got vaccinated. I didn't even realize the needle had gone in. And then when I left, I felt pain about like 10 minutes afterwards, and then it quickly went away. But I think that's because of the adrenaline. But at the same time, it didn't even come back until about 12 hours later. So I'd say like later that night. How about you? How was your experience with the first dose?
1: Yeah. So I got vaccinated at the same clinic that you did, like you said, just a day before uh, with the Pfizer vaccine. It was pretty well organized. Uh, I was there in and out of the room, maybe 15 minutes from checking in to getting my vaccine. Getting the vaccine itself, pretty painless. I guess the only thing that took time was kind of them explaining everything, kind of asking questions Mm -hmm. to check Mm -hmm. for contraindications, um, which the vaccine really doesn't have many contraindications itself, just kind of things that you want to know, like if they're immunocompromised, if they're on blood thinners, um, if they're pregnant or breastfeeding, Um, And just make sure that they kind of consider that we don't really have a lot of data regarding patients like that, but that they still consent to the vaccine. Um, And then after the vaccine was given, I went out to the main hallway where they're just kind of monitoring patients for any immediate uh, allergic reactions. Um, Waited there for 15 minutes, felt totally fine, went home. Yeah,
0: no, so it sounds like it went pretty well, like right after the vaccine itself, there wasn't anything too complicated. UC Davis is also super organized. And so they were reconstituting vaccines as well as distributing them around. And so they were able to make sure everyone had one at every station, which was awesome to see. And then at the end, before you left, they made sure that you scanned another QR code so that you could go in and schedule your next vaccine. So for me, it was 28 days because I had the Moderna one. But Melanie, for you, mine was 21 one days. Right, right. So definitely a difference there. I mean, I don't think it makes much of a difference outside of the fact they're two different vaccines. So the differences lie in the vaccine itself and the way that they were studied. Um, but from there, I think for me, the next thing I think about when I got the vaccine was I ended up about 12 hours after the vaccine experiencing really severe arm soreness. And at first it really wasn't too bad, um, but then it would just hurt just being there and like it didn't really have to touch anything or bump anything. And then I wasn't able to sleep on it for the first day. So that or the very first day after getting the vaccine. So all day of Christmas, which is totally fine, but that was the only side effect I experienced. And it went away literally within 24 hours so not too bad nothing too crazy i was still able to i think i was working on residency apps at the time i was still able to type so that's great good for me um but yeah nothing too crazy happened with the first one which was awesome how about you how did it go kind of the couple of hours after the fact
1: yeah same thing um only side effect was that arm soreness um but mine really didn't kick in till later that night like i said i got the vaccine at 5:30 in the morning Um, And I was still pretty active during the day, you know, how they say to keep your arm moving to kind of uh, uh, prevent any of that soreness. And it was only when I got home at around like eight that I really felt that arm soreness. I couldn't lift my arm past my shoulder if I tried to like raise my hand. But Mm -hmm. I, other than that, I didn't really notice it. It was just kind of when I was trying to do things and I like would try to like lift a glass and I was like, oh, that's not right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) no I totally feel you
1: yeah it kind of went away overnight um I didn't notice any problem sleeping just because I don't sleep on that side I sleep on Mm -hmm. my other side so I didn't have that problem yeah I didn't even think (laughs) about that but I was like that's because when you told me uh the next day that you were experiencing that I was like yeah thank goodness I did it because I was so tired (laughs) I would have be really annoyed you know but Mm -hmm. that in itself like wasn't that bad especially since, no. it was, since it was gone by the morning, you know, within 24 hours.
0: Right. Right. And then did you pre-medicate before taking the vaccine at all? Just to put it out there. Um, I did not actually. Yeah, I didn't either.
1: And I actually heard as well that, you know, premedicating isn't currently recommended. Right. Um, right. Just because of the mixed research showing that, you know, maybe uh, taking like, tylenol or advil before could kind of blunt the immune system but again that's you know wasn't studied specifically with a covid vaccine that's just something they've noticed with other live vaccines i think which the covid vaccine isn't even live but Mm -hmm. it's just a precaution you know we haven't studied it you don't really know so i think they're just recommending that it's best that you know if you want to prevent that um you can take it after the vaccine, but not before. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, no, I I haven't premedicated before vaccines because I've usually never felt anything after the fact, knock on wood, that continues to be the same. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was just I thought it'd be good to put it out there because I know that's something that they mention is to not premedicate for the reasons you stated exactly. So mm-hmm. it's important to put it out there. And what you said about the arm movement, absolutely. I remember trying to like move my arm sleeve and that hurt a lot. And then I also saw someone do like those windmill exercises in the oh. hallway the other day. And I was like, That might be a good idea because I realized I just like don't move my arm much after that outside of like normal function, Mm -hmm. range of motion. And I was like, maybe I should like do something like that. I wish I could follow up with that man and ask him if he felt less soreness. Yeah, I wonder if that worked. Okay, well, then that takes care of the first vaccine. And so both of us did like pretty good. I'd say like arm soreness, not the worst thing in the world. Definitely the benefit over the risk of, you know, getting COVID if you get the vaccine much Better option, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But then after that, you waited 21 days, I waited 28 days. And so, do you want to talk about what happened with your second vaccine?
1: Sure. Okay. So, (laughs) sorry.
0: (laughs) No, you're good. It's it's your story to tell. This is your time to shine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, for the second dose, you go in 21 days after if you got the Pfizer vaccine. Um, And the vaccines aren't interchangeable. So if you got Pfizer the first time, you have to get Mm -hmm, Pfizer the mm -hmm. second time. So I went in on Wednesday night to the same clinic. Uh, It was the same process as far as checking in, answering questions, um, getting the information and getting the vaccine, and then moving out to the hallway for monitoring for another 15 minutes. Um, This time, the injection felt the same, didn't feel anything from the actual vaccine injection. Um, the 15 minutes after felt totally fine. I was able to go, um, that was totally okay. Um, and then the night, that night I went to bed fine, uh, woke up Thursday morning. Um, and that's when I really felt that arm soreness, uh, kind of the same as last time in terms of how it felt, but a little bit more intense, I would say. Um, and then, generally just muscle aches not just from the injection site but my other just large muscles me sounding like Mm. I'm a bodybuilder over here but (laughs) my other like you know larger muscle regions yeah of course Um, and then just (laughs) generally feeling like you know that kind of feeling before you're about to get sick but you're not quite Mm. there yet like you don't have defined symptoms Mm -hmm. um but it was Thursday morning I, at like 7 a.m. I go to work, I go into rotations at 8 a.m. And I was feeling fine, cleared by this daily screener. The morning was fine. I think around midday, around lunch, I was just feeling the same muscle soreness or the same arm uh, injection site soreness. Um, and I was feeling medications all day. So... Sometimes it would hurt a little bit to, like, pick up the bottle and, like, we have these, like, Kirby Lester machines. I I did have to lift my arm higher than my shoulder in order to pour that, um, just because I'm shorter as well. Hmm. (laughs) 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 But anyways. um, Good to
0: know. Good to know. So, yeah,
1: that that arm was definitely bothering me throughout the day. Um, But midday, I started to feel just a little bit more fatigued, and I was like... I don't know if it's the rotation. I don't know if it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the vaccine starting to kick in. Um, And then I started to get a little bit of a dull headache. But I'm also someone who generally gets headaches pretty often. So I was like, okay, again, maybe this is the vaccine. Maybe it's just Melanie doing her thing. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I finished out the day at work. Um, I came home around maybe six or seven uh -hmm. at night is when I noticed I was a little bit warmer but I didn't like feel like I was burning hot or like anything like that but I also had chills so I took my temperature and it was 100.4 so pretty low grade fever but I was like okay this is this is what they were talking about because people were saying (laughs) that they were experiencing these symptoms so I was kind of expecting some type of reaction I wasn't totally caught off guard so I went to sleep around uh 10 p.m. earlier than I should have gone to sleep because I had a lot of stuff to do
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's okay you have to take a break every once in a while yeah just listen to your body (laughs) yep
1: (laughs) and then I woke up at 2 a.m. um that's not normal for me
0: (laughs) gotcha gotcha. I'm the type of
1: person that uh will hit the snooze button about like 30 times and wake up like 15 minutes before I actually have to be out the door Oh, yes, yes. Um, and I my body just naturally woke me up at 2 a.m and I still had that fever and chills and they were like the fever like now I could feel that I had a fever if you know mm-hmm. what I mean like, yeah, I could definitely. tell without even taking my temperature I was like something's not right um and I had this pounding pounding migraine it, I, oh, it was no. so painful and I woke up I took an excedrin it wouldn't kick in it would not go away it felt like I maybe have you okay have you seen those videos on tiktok
0: (laughs) which ones where
1: or maybe it's on the internet but where they count how many rubber bands it takes to
0: explode a watermelon. Absolutely, I've seen those. Okay. Yes, one hundred percent.
1: My head felt like that watermelon.
0: <laughs> <gasps> it's so funny you say that because I use that same exact analogy. Okay, because I'll, that's yeah.
1: exactly what I was picturing. Yes, like with this like my veins being the str- like the
0: white mm-hmm. marks of the
1: watermelon. One
0: hundred percent. No, uh, yes, I know exactly what you're what you mean. Okay,
1: yeah. So the Excedrin was not doing it, and I called my parents on the house oh phone God. at two in the morning and they didn't pick up and I was oh so God. mad. I was so mad. I got so mad at them the next morning. And I was like, you guys, I was dying.
0: I oh Googled God.
1: if I can go to the ER for a headache because I was like, if anything, I can walk 10 minutes and be yes. at the UC Davis emergency room. That's,
0: that's you know? true. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not laughing. Cause it's funny. I just, no, I can totally see this fine. playing out and I'm just like, Oh, four no, it, uh, sorry. Preface. Um,
1: I'm a very dramatic person <laughs> and I'm a baby when it comes to oh being goodness. sick. <laughs> and like, usually what works for me is like, turn off all the lights, like dead silence, like make yourself go to sleep. But mm. I ch- couldn't go to sleep because the pain was so bad. Um, mm. So I was like Googling as many things as I could. I use like a bunch of like menthol rub on my forehead because usually that also helps.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's an Asian thing um, it because, could be. because it is yeah. an Asian product. I don't know <laughs> what it's called. It's written in a language I don't understand. Gotcha. Um, okay. <laughs> but it works usually. Um, I basically slathered my forehead in that and that might be why I broke out a little bit. Ooh, okay. Not, yeah. No pores were breathing. Um, <laughs> 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 but anyways, I was covered in that. Um, and it still wasn't working, so I grabbed a bag of frozen vegetables from my freezer. I remember and this. I fell asleep with it on my forehead, and it was still so painful. But I just forced myself to close my eyes and just try, try, try to sleep. Eventually, I did. I don't know what time that was at because I, I refused to look at my phone because I couldn't, you, like, see any light because the light it would hurts, just make it right? worse. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so eventually, woke up seven a.m. The headache was gone, thank goodness, because that was probably the worst part of it for me. But then again, Mm -hmm. was it the vaccine? Was it Melanie? I don't know. The fever and chills were still there. Other than that, like, I was just... And after not getting sleep for, like, a solid two hours because of that headache,
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was
1: like, I can't go to rotations today.
0: Oh, yeah. So,
1: yeah, that was Friday, and I texted my preceptor, and I was like, hey my butt got really kicked by this vaccine.
0: Yeah. No.
1: Um, and she was like super understanding. No, um, but around maybe 3 p.m. So that would be like 42 hours after I got the dose. Um, yeah. Yeah. Around th- there. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. My fever broke. That was fine. Still, Chills were still a little bit there, but I was like starting to just generally feel better. I would say at least I, I checked in with myself 48 hours after because I heard that's when people are typically, like, recovering. Mm -hmm. And I would say exactly 48 hours after, like, 7 p.m., I was, like, 100% back to normal. I was, like, totally good. I was, like, ready to eat. Went out and got myself some food for, like, being able to make it through that and was treat like, yourself right, honestly we did it <laughs> we are seven days away from full immunity here
0: there you go no it's it's about celebrating the small wins like getting the covid vaccine surviving through the side effects part i feel it yeah. 100 so. yeah and then
1: after that like no rebound symptoms like everything mm. was good to go after that 48 hour mark or even that,
0: 42 hours but that yeah. is good wow look at you what a trooper my goodness, that's Do you normally have? I don't know. Is this me asking about your health information? Do you normally have a reaction to vaccines? Like, is this no? Like, okay, same. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Even with like the arm soreness, I don't get that. That's yes. why I don't premedicate. That's why I don't usually do anything. Like, I was fine scheduling this on a Wednesday, thinking mm-hmm. I'd be fine. And now, when I volunteer at the COVID clinics, maybe I was talking from experience, or other people around me were talking from experience, but. Everyone was saying, we recommend scheduling your second dose, you know, on a day where you have the day off. The next yes. day or like ask for the day off the next day because you don't want to worry about having to call in sick and be
0: like oh just kidding I wasn't expecting this you know oh yeah no definitely I know because I went for my <laughs> second dose on a Thursday I went just this past Thursday morning at 10 a.m and I went back to UC Davis to get it and then I went into my rotation and my preceptor and I were just we went about our day as normal everything was good and great and she like asked me about it I was like I noticed some muscle soreness about six hours after, so around like 4 p.m., like as I was about to leave. And so she and I were just talking and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll keep you updated. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. Fully expecting myself to be just fine. I was like, it's not going to get me like it'll be totally fine. I won't have any serious side effects. And She's like, yeah, just keep me posted. Like, if anything changes, let me know. It's not a problem. And I was like, "Okay, great. Sounds good. I had already worked up on my patients for the next day. I was really I was just ready to go for Friday. Except I go home and at 10 p.m., literally 12 hours to the dot, I start to feel really bad. And as a future healthcare professional, I know that's not specific in the slightest, but I just felt really bad inside like Everything started to hurt. I've started to feel like that watermelon with the rubber band situation you were just alluding to mm-hmm. that started to kick in. And then I got really, really cold. And so like I get in bed, and I'm like, I have a bajillion things to do, but this is where I need to be right now. And so I end up falling asleep, and I wake up at 2 a.m. I have all the chills, but I'm also like overheating. My headache is significantly worse. My arm soreness is significantly worse, and I'm like, "What is happening? It feels like the Twilight Zone." <laughs> and I'm like, "It's fine. Like, just get through like this part of the night, and then wake up and go to rotation. Like, it'll be fine." And so I fall back asleep. I don't even know how that happened. Um, I didn't take anything. I didn't think to take anything just because. At that point, I didn't feel like going on Google to look up if I could take ibuprofen or Tylenol. I probably should have. But I don't know if you've read anything on it. Do you know if it's okay to take anything after the fact? I haven't read anything after, saying.
1: Yeah, I've seen that it's totally okay. I think that's okay. what CDC was recommending as well. Mm-hmm, if you didn't experiencing really, any of that, that's really fine to take.
0: Yeah, because I saw in the CDC when they were like, oh, yeah, if you need to like, reach out to your doctor and like see if it's okay. So. I was just like I don't know I was like I'll push through I'll let's see what happens I was also just like this is an anti antibody party like let me just let them get it out whatever it is Um, and then I woke up at seven o'clock so that's normally when I wake up for rotation and I was like I was not good I took my temperature was 100.3 so low grade not like an actual full fever but it felt like it I too can be dramatic about (laughs) it about my illnesses and then it was just I was so achy I think that was the other thing that was really hard it was like everything just hurt even the backs of my eyeballs I don't know if I've ever told you this before but sometimes when I get really sick the backs of my eyeballs
1: (laughs) interesting
0: it's very weird and I don't know if that's just a symptom of a headache um just because you know it's all up in the cranial region yeah, And so I definitely felt like the pressure in my temples and whatnot. It's probably that. I don't think there's anything wrong with my eyes. But it's just it's a, an immense amount of pressure. And I just like, I was not feeling good. And I knew I couldn't go into an office and like sit and be operable. So I like text my preceptor, same as you did. And I said, I am so sorry. I do not feel well at all. <laughs> she was super understanding. She was very much aware. And she was just like, yeah, keep me updated. And so I was finally able to get out of bed around like 2, 3 o'clock to go downstairs and eat something got slightly better by that part of the day but then the headache kind of continued for the next couple of hours i fell asleep at like eight o'clock and woke up from i call that a nap at 10 p.m and i was totally (laughs) fine like the headache had gone away and i was like feeling pretty good and then i woke up this morning so this is now almost 48 hours after the fact i woke up at 8 a.m so it's about 46 hours totally fine as if the whole thing had never happened Literally nothing, totally unfazed. It was like the whole last day just was a figment of my imagination. It was insanity. (laughs) and i was like that is so so crazy i've never experienced anything like that before thankfully knock on wood i was so blown away and i was like i mean i would totally do that whole situation over again if it means you know having antibodies and being safer and being able to protect myself and others so it was just absolutely wild i wasn't expecting it again i like you have never had a reaction to a vaccine um so i just like wasn't sure what to expect but it was so wild i mean I was able to finish Bling Empire, which was great, but I did feel so, so bad about not being able to go into rotation. I literally, I remember going, or my mom came in to check on me. I was like, are you sure I shouldn't just go? Like, I feel like I could probably call, some, like, I just call people on the phone and you're able to go in, even if you have those symptoms, if you've had the vaccine within the last 72 hours, I believe. Um, and I knew it was from that. So I right. was like, should I still, she's like, literally, why are you pushing yourself like this? And I was like, I just feel so bad. <laughs> but I think it's also like an important reminder right to check in with yourself and if you do need the time to take it because it's just it's not worth it at that point
1: yeah I actually did check my symptoms against the screener to see if I could go into work and I was Mm -hmm. cleared because they said like if you got the vaccine in the last 72 hours like that's just expected okay and I was like okay I could go and I'm like I actually told her that too I was like hey I could go but like you know, it might be a little slower.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, literally, I texted my preceptor. I was like, I should be better around like, I don't know why I said two o'clock. I don't know what made me think suddenly (laughs) at two o'clock, I'd be better. But I just thought if I had a couple more hours with my eyes closed, it'd be better. She's like, you don't have to do that. Please just sleep. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's
1: that's like what I thought of when all these side effects were kicking in. I was like, oh yeah. All right, this like, you know, like kind of like beauty is pain. Like, yeah, no. You're you're getting the antibodies out of it. You know, it's kind of starting to kick in. Exactly. And when so, you think about it,
0: imagine having had covid. I mean, I've ever had I don't know anybody personally that's had it, so I don't know the full experience. So again, this is all also anecdotal or speculation, but right. I can imagine it would be like much much worse. Right. Not to mention like the long-term part. Even though I know this has its own lack of long-term data. It's just so much effort, time, research, money, energy was put into this. It's just Mm -hmm. science is great. It's great to be a part of it. But yeah, no, it was, it was a wild 24 hours that whole day of yesterday. Mm -hmm. Was it Saturday now? So Friday, insanity. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Years just happened. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Like a week ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, no. And I think the other thing to think about, too, just for like us and our purposes is that we got really lucky that where we rotate through was offering it to students so early, but we have Mm -hmm. friends in other rotation spaces because you can do your appies in other areas as well that haven't had the opportunity to get the vaccine yet. And so as it becomes more widely available, our friends and our classmates will be able to get it. But at the same time, we have a lot of things coming up in the near future for like our futures and stuff. So Mm -hmm. keeping that in mind is like, it could really take you out of commission and, An interview might not be the best thing to go through. I think about yesterday and if I had to go through an interview, I would be, I'd be a mess. I really don't know what I would do. Do you tell
1: them like, as a preface, like, hey guys, I'm not feeling it, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I would try to like schedule around it, obviously, but then some things are just But what if it's already like
1: planned and you didn't expect that reaction, you know?
0: Yeah, but it's just so interesting to think about. It can take a toll like that. Yeah. But of course.
1: But it doesn't happen to everyone. Exactly. It doesn't have to. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because we're young at the ripe age of 24.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is really interesting that, that, you know, we've moved into the next year and we're starting to vaccinate patients at UC Davis, where right. we're working with kind of just older patients now. I think everyone over 75 was uh, allowed to schedule an appointment to get the vaccine, Oh yeah, so, I was going to ask,
0: how was your experience at the clinic? I think you're about to talk about it, but yeah. just so everyone knows, you helped out at a COVID yeah, so clinic today. so
1: I um, volunteered at the UC Davis COVID clinic. Today was my first day uh, working at the Davis. Um, and we are currently vaccinating patients um, over the age of 75. Uh, now that all the frontline healthcare workers um, and the county healthcare workers are vaccinated as well, um, we're starting to move on to patients. Um, and... Like I was saying, I think this is going to be really interesting because they're just getting their first doses today. Right. So we won't know until... And and I was giving out Pfizer's today, so in three weeks, we'll see kind of how the second dose affects them, or like Mm -hmm. people with older age, um, and maybe weaker immune systems, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, But overall, that experience was interesting, definitely different than when I was vaccinating, healthcare workers where mm-hmm. was
0: this one at for the general public
1: um so this was also on campus oh, okay um, at the mind institute oh very I don't cool know okay you know where that is yeah I
0: actually don't I just said okay. it was cool because it's I, I've heard <laughs> of it I should know where it is though
1: yeah I think it's just another one of those like clinic buildings uh that's gotcha. on their main campus in Sacramento
0: mm-hmm. um oh I see mm-hmm. i walked by it okay okay yes I understand okay <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, I think the reason that this one was so different was just because a lot of the screening questions were now yes answers. Interesting. Not a lot. Not a lot. I shouldn't say that because there's only about 14 screening questions. Um, so some of the things we ask about are if you had any history of severe allergic reactions, uh, Mm. just to anything or to vaccines in particular or injectable medications, um, Another thing is, you know, the first question is, do you have an allergy to any of the components of the vaccine, which everyone is like, what is in it? Yeah. You know, and it's just a bunch of preservatives, some like potassium, chloride, sodium chloride. Polysorbate. Polysorbate is another one. And everyone is like, what is that? And Everyone's (laughs) answer is it's a preservative and ice cream. If you've had ice cream and you loved it and you had no
0: reaction, you're good. No, and- wait, is that true? I <laughs> yes. have
1: no idea. Yes. Because I've seen it in old tetanus
0: that, vaccines. Okay. So many
1: times I came home and I was like, I need some ice cream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you deserve it after a day. I was of thinking doing about it all
1: day and I was like, I just had some ice cream. That's and I was so like, funny. yep, I'm fine.
0: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we
1: asked about those like allergy histories, of course. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, blood thinners. So that's what most of the patients have the yes answer to. Okay. Um, it doesn't mean that they can't get the vaccine. It's not a contraindication. It just means that they know that they might just bleed more. Uh, when the actual okay. injection is given. It's not like it changes your INR or anything. Okay. Um, but I had patients who were on blood thinners and they didn't bleed, you know? Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like, just so you're aware. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with patients uh, who had um, compromised immune systems. Like if they had... HIV or cancer, or if they're taking any immunosuppressants, um, we just ask that as well, just because, you know, it just wasn't studied in, uh, immunocompromised patients. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we just make sure that either they've cleared, they've talked to their doctor and their doctor says it's fine, or they personally are okay with it and they accept, you know, the risk of not really knowing. Um, But they still want to get a vaccine. And everyone I've had with that is like, yeah, I still want it, you know.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Good to know. And let's see.
1: Uh, Then you ask, like, if you've had a positive COVID test in the last 14 days, if you had a COVID exposure in the last 14 days.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Just kind of asking about that. Um, And then this one's not really applicable to them. When I ask, they kind of just laugh at me. And I'm like, I still got to ask. Oh, the pregnancy? I was like, are you pregnant or
0: currently breastfeeding?
1: And they're like, it would be a miracle if I was. And I was like,
0: it would. Good sports. I love that. That's nice. And that's, for some
1: reason, that's like, okay, these older patients, you know, you kind of have to yell more. And especially with the face shield and the face mask,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, the double barrier. And you're yelling.
1: And for some reason, that's always the question they can't hear. So I'm yelling at these patients, like, are you pregnant?
0: Right, right. No, I mean, (laughs) and you have to, because they're, and they're so nice about it. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Do you mind speaking up? And you're just Mm -hmm. like, I feel so aggressive for yelling at you, but also like, this is a normal volume for you. So it's totally fine. Right. But that's
1: just like what everyone else in the room hears. the one question I asked that was like, are you pregnant? And they're
0: like, do Mm -hmm. you think she is? (laughs) Yeah, right. Everyone's like, no, of course not. And you're just like, I'm doing my due diligence. Right, right. Exactly. Um, oh, wow. Wait, so these people, do they tend to live at home like alone or are they from long-term care so facilities? These, do you know?
1: The, the way that they were able to schedule, they mm-hmm. were either, either given a call or um, they got a MyChart message, but these are all UC Davis patients.
0: Got it. Good to so know. So they're okay. already
1: seen at the clinics, um, like their primary care doctors are through the UC Davis. Their specialty clinic doctors are through UC Davis. Uh, there was one patient that came in with his wife, but his wife couldn't get it because she was a setter patient.
0: Oh, got it. So okay.
1: yeah, that's how we're finding these patients to contact them to let them know that we have doses available for them.
0: Okay. Good mm-hmm. to know. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people in the community in general want to sign up. People who are over the age of, years was 75 was the cutoff, correct? Right. For this. Yeah. I know people over the age of 65 are trying to find a way to get it. And mm-hmm. I know that it's kind of a slower rollout right now, but no, that's really cool. What an experience! I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna end up working one in a couple of weeks. I just had had stuff going on, but it sounds like a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Were there a lot of vaccination stations? Who else was with you? Like yeah, nurses? Yeah. So or? it
1: was quite a bit. So there were nurses. There were, um, I think, it was mostly nurses giving out the vaccines and pharmacists. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, cool.
0: There were only like
1: four of us, um, okay. and I still being a student, you have to be with a preceptor in the same room. But they were mostly nurses giving out the vaccines. Mm -hmm. Um, MAs and mosques were running the check-in to, like, ushering them where to go to wait for the vaccine, ushering them to go to the open stations, um, and then to go to the monitoring tents that we have set up uh, behind Mm -hmm. there for that 15 minutes until, you know, 15 or 30 minutes, depending on their risk and their history of allergic reaction. Um, So, yeah, it was pretty quick, Um, I think. I was there for, I was there from 8 to 4.30. Nice. And I had vaccinated about like
0: 45 patients with breaks in between.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: At UC Davis, once you walk in the room, you come out into the hallway. And so it's like a really quick mm-hmm. rotation. Yeah, definitely. Right. Wow, that's good to know. Oh, I guess I didn't even tell you this either, but when I got my second vaccine, I was in the hallway, right? And this lady walks through with these brown cardboard boxes, and she walks up to me, and she's like, do you want a soccer ball? And I was, like, very confused. Oh, C.
1: Davis was giving out, like, free little goodie things for yeah. healthcare workers, which is kind of cute. It is. Like the first time ball. I went, I got mm-hmm. um, hand sanitizers and, hand like, sanitizing hand wipes Ooh. that said, like, UC Davis Health on them. And, like, Ugh. those, like, EOS lip balms that said UC Davis Hell.
0: No way. Yeah. There was, like, a bunch <laughs> of stuff. And then the second time I got, like, a bunch of granola bars. <laughs> yes. Oh, they had the big boxes out, too, where you could grab like snacks afterwards I got the mixed assorted nuts pack from planters is very good I know nice I even ate the raisins I'm really growing up (laughs) I'm really have a sophisticated I love the raisins (laughs) of course you. oh my god I forget about this constantly just you and our other two friends love oatmeal raisin cookies like would actually prefer them and I personally do not understand the appeal But it's all good. Well, I think that just about sums up our experience. Everyone get vaccinated. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. Personally, despite everything I experienced, I would 100% do it again and highly recommend that anybody who has the opportunity to get it to go ahead and get the COVID vaccine of course, do your own research. But at the same time, I think a lot of hesitation comes from the fact that it came out so quickly. But I think there's a lot to be said about the fact it was a concerted effort to make sure that this could come out quickly so that we could make the next steps toward hopefully returning back to some sort of normalcy in the future. So again, do your research, but if you have the opportunity, I highly recommend. And if you have any questions, the pharmacist who usually has their appy student look it up. So (laughs) I can promise you we do diligent research. And so you will get a very evidence-based answer back. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing everything. I really appreciate it. I thought it'd be really great just to get your experience with the Pfizer vaccine, not to mention you serving in the COVID clinics, which I think is so awesome. Thank you so much again. I hope to have you back soon and we will definitely talk soon. And that'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode. I wanna say thank you so much again to Melanie for taking the time to share her experiences and to come onto the podcast and just be down for this experience as well. It was so much fun being able to record with a friend and I hope to be able to do it again soon. For everyone else, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode, for listening to any of my other episodes. It really means the world to me when I see that people are listening. So thank you. Thank you. If you ever want to reach out and connect with me, you can find me on the Pharmacy Podcast Instagram at Life on the Farm Podcast. If you could rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify, that would also be really great. If you are able to get the COVID vaccine, I do recommend talking to your doctor, doing your research, talking to your local pharmacist if you have any more questions. For me personally, despite the side effects I experienced, they resolved quite quickly and I would 100% do it all over again. Of course, I don't need to, so like that's not necessary, but you know what I mean. I hope you and your loved ones are staying safe and healthy and I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.